0: Hello and welcome back to Unclassical.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm Marsha.
0: And I'm Katie.
1: And Katie's looking at my laptop screen, and I've made us a blanket cave to theoretically make the sound better. And um, yeah, the light just went off on the screen and it all got plunged into darkness, and it was very scary.
0: It's very scary. So uh, we can only hope that uh, it's not too tangenty and the screen goes off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the sign that we're being too tangenty. That is true. It's yeah. timing out our tangents. It is. Oh
1: my God, it's quite an abrupt one. Anyway, I'll probably get on to it. done. <laughs> it's going
0: to happen. Uh, so last week, um, we McMurphy agreed um, with a little, to make a little bet with the other men. The home to get the go up over old Ratchet. Uh, the men are all in agreement, but are far too scared to do it themselves. Of course, leaving Murk Murphy, their hero.
1: So, uh, is his tactic that he's going to like make fun of her, like jokes? Or no? They concluded that wouldn't work. He's basically just trying to undermine her.
0: Undermine, overpower. Uh, uh, pull the rug out from her fur if okay. we, like, uproot her.
1: And, like, different tactics that we maybe don't fully know yet.
0: Yeah. Okay, like, cool, cool,
1: with, with he's you. He's just trying to um, upset the balance.
0: Okay. Um, mm-hmm. so. All right, McMurphy. McMurphy. So. <laughs> Back to the ward. Another tool Ratchet uses to control the men is the clock. Mm. Uh, so she controls how fast or slow that time moves on the ward um, because she has, like, a button that controls it. So sometimes they, like, whiz through Does breakfast. she actually? So I googled this, too. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently...
1: Apparently she does. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Because I was like, oh, surely that's like, you know, a play. Surely that could be something clever. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, she doesn't actually, but it's just the men's perceived ideas of her. Yeah, and, and it's her. their
1: paranoia, like she controls the time in here. Right.
0: And uh, no, apparently she does. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that just shows okay. that she controls how fast or slow time moves on the ward, representing her total power, order, and control. Because she okay. controls the time. Then everyone will get that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so one morning, the men are in the. That's um, not called the living room. Oh, I day know what you mean, the
1: day room. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I know it's not, but it is, isn't it? I
0: was like, it's not a living room, but it's also not not a living.
1: room. <laughs> yeah, you live in that room. Yeah, you do your um, daily activities yeah. in there. Uh, in the day room,
0: playing mm. cards, um, and a radio plays out um, a monotonous tune, which most of the men have come to drown out because it's always on. But it's driving the them same one. It's like the same radio station, but it's like...
1: So I kind of like lift music kind of vibe.
0: Yeah, Yeah. just that, like on repeat. Um, um, It's driving Murphy up the bloody wall. Mm. And he kind of snaps a bit and he's like, kind of goes to get up, telling Harding that he'll just go and bust up the assistant if he doesn't turn that off. And he uses a racial slur because he's nice like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But Harding stops him like, remember, friend, that sort of behaviour will get you put up on the disturbed ward. And then you'd lose your bed, wouldn't you? We don't want that. We don't want that. So I've got to keep my temper. Damn, that's a hard one for me to puzzle out. <laughs> you must control your temper. Literally, and he's like, so that's how she gets us. We have to not punch people. Damn, that's a hard, that's a hard tactic she's
1: playing. It's like on talking us to there. Dad and Tom, isn't Literally, it? Literally,
0: it's like, you, you could just, you know... Use your mouth words. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, you know, he does try that tactic a little bit, let it and it really mm. do anything. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You, you could try. Well, you could try. <laughs> sort
1: of fist straight away. When
0: well, he's kind of like, I'm gonna go ask the A to turn it down. They won't. Well, then I'll punch him in the face. What do I do that?
1: So that like, is literally a conversation with our brother.
0: Literally, like, well, it's it's probably not the best idea, is Exactly, it? Like,
1: like, I'm going to stop paying my electricity bill because I can't afford it. And what are you going to do, like, when you're in arrears then and people come around and bailiffs whatever because you're not paying your bills? I'll punch them, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. Okay. I'm tapping out.
0: Okay. Anyway, uh, so dealing with the radio, McMurphy turns to gambling, teaching some of the acutes blackjack. And now this is the real test, guys. Can I read the page in this half-light? I could have watched McMurphy at that blackjack table all night. The way he dealt and talked and roped them in and let them smack up to the point where they were just about to quit, then back down a hand or two to give them the confidence and bring them all along. And then it goes on about him doing that for a while. Um, then <laughs> you just... doing that for a while? A little boring. <laughs> no, it didn't. According to them. That oh. Really interesting to them. Oh. When I was writing notes for this, I was like, "Cool, yeah, we'll have that. We'll have that for the story." And then we'll skip the next ten pages because nothing fucking happens. <laughs> um, then just, just before 9.30, he started letting them win. let lets them win it all back so fast they don't hardly remember losing. He pays out the last couple of cigarettes. Like, I'm like cigarettes. Um, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, and uh, lays down the deck and leans back with a sigh and shoves the cap out of his eyes and the game is done. Well, sir, win a few, lose a few. That, that's what the rest of it. The rest is what I say. He shakes his head, so forlorn. I don't know. I was always a pretty shrewd customer at 21, but you birds made me just too tough for me. Huh? You got some kind of uncanny knack. Makes a man leery of playing against such sharpies for real money tomorrow. So, yeah, playing for real money tomorrow. Oh, um, ooh. As if they have any.
1: They, some of them are actually quite well off. But how are they getting it inside? Because that's silly. They shouldn't be having it inside.
0: You just kind of
1: do. just do. Yeah. I might yeah.
0: have gone over it and I skipped. Well, I mean, I did read this book properly, but it was a couple months ago. Okay, so. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't very interesting. I mm-hmm. had uh, uh, the ball drop on that one.
1: I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, it's not the most interesting thing to remember or that integral to the book. I was
0: kind of thinking as I was like writing those first, I was like, they do you have money? It's weird that they
1: have <laughs> yeah. Money. Yeah. Um, but they do. They do. Okay, that's all we need to know. I mean, it's America. It's a what's the correct term for this? A mental institute? I feel that's not correct.
0: No, like it's a hospital. It's a
1: hospital. Yeah. Um, and uh, these things are corruptible.
0: Yeah, I don't really understand why some of them have money, but I think Harding is actually quite well off because I think he mm. had like a decent job before. bread like, life why. insurance on his wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's the latest episode. If I have um. Red-handed. Is it? Yeah, he just keeps taking out life insurance policies on his wives.
1: Genius.
0: (laughs) He took out 17
1: the day after he married one. Be subtle, my dude. Yeah. Yeah, and did he get caught? Because it's always when they do that and they're like, and 10 years later with the 15th wife, we thought there's a patent here.
0: (laughs) So that was with his second wife. With the first one, he got away with it. Although he was like... Yeah, she died in a car accident. Well, she's clearly been murdered with a hatchet. She's in her car, and the car's not damaged.
1: <laughs> Guys, come on, at least try. Well, the police
0: were like, well, we know you did it, but unfortunately, there's just not enough evidence
1: to convict. Oh.
0: So, he got away with that one. But, you know, just like, mm. you could at least smash a window. Yeah,
1: with the hatchet. Like, like you know, at least he, try. He then left in the back of the car. Dude, I can just imagine his wife looking down at him, being like, you can't even murder, right? Who <laughs> so, says? Damn!
0: <laughs> yeah he was dumb um yes so he's playing them all at cards that's going but oh isn't he nice actually mm. sure he raped a child but he made the sad men win at cards <laughs> they <lose> their confidence in <laughs> <And> the <they're> nice, <laughs> he nice? He's not back bad me i mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, hate him so much no i hate him <laughs> um oh and oh for the oh yeah so this doesn't really add anything to the story but I couldn't leave it out. Yeah. So. so. After the cards, um, it's bedtime and the night nurse, not Ratchet, like a night nurse. Night nurse. Night nurse. <laughs> um, is measuring out pills for everyone um, before bed. Um, but she's clearly terrified of Murphy because no doubt Ratchet has warned her about him. Uh, she has a big red birthmark on her chest. And yeah. like they're like,
1: it's like a river pouring into that valley of bosom. And you're like.
0: <laughs> Men are disgusting. Men are weird. I think that's weirder. Um, so anyway, Murphy pokes his head through the nurse's station to introduce himself, but is, like, being she. Yeah. Um, he's, like, well, he's being friendly, but you know, and, like... He's only, crossing the line. He's crossing the line. Yeah. He knows he's intimidating her. Yeah. But being all like, I'm not doing anything. And yeah, I'm like, just
1: way are. too close. Yeah. And, yeah, pushing it. And
0: he is really tall. Well, he's not really tall. He's not as tall as Bromden, but he's is quite big. Mm-hmm. Like, it's,
1: fuck off yeah
0: and he's a child rapist oh yeah Um, don't forget that don't forget that um to introduce himself and makes her jump and the little red pill in the cup that she's holding bounces out and lands in her breasts
1: i mean because it's written by a guy and it's orchestrated that's cringe but if that was real, a little funny (laughs) you imagine just like oh of course it fucking landed in my boobs (laughs) Well, wait for it yeah does he get
0: it let me give you a hand, ma'am. No. And that very hand comes through the station door, scarred and tattooed in the colour of raw meat. It's so gross. <laughs> <Get> your <laughs> ham hands away. Also, like, Brompton just keeps being like, I could look at him all day playing with that tuft of red hair. It's like, why do you fancy him? He looks like raw meat. He's, <laughs> yeah, like, he's ugly. A, he's a ham, man. man. He's a ham. Um... Yes, stay back. There are two aides on this ward with me. She rolls her eyes for the black boys, um, but they are off tying chronics into bed. Uh, nowhere close enough to help in a hurry. But oh, my... that's
1: great safeguarding, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but you also hear tying chronics into bed.
1: Oh, yeah. Too many things. That was like the racist thing. That thing. Yeah, that that just that's slipped right by me. I was like normal. That's a
0: lot. Of, <laughs> that's a lot of problems in one sentence. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot to get through.
1: They um, tie. Yep. Yeah, well, now I feel bad. I missed that. Don't
0: tie cronics into bed, Jesus. Yes, there's um. Oh, so I, he's not really going to be in it because he's not really a key character. Um, and that's boring. <laughs> um, but that. So I was reading one thing a while ago about how it's not racist, yeah. Um, even though it fucking is. Mm-hmm. Like it's so racist. The three aides who are the the black boys. Yeah. The number of racial slurs they get and like the mm-hmm. characterization of them as just like these thuggish rapist hooligans.
1: Yeah, stereotypical. And like the Bruce.
0: fucking like juxtaposition of it's okay for McMurphy to rape. I was about to say that, but. And obviously, it's not okay to rape the men either. But you know what I mean. Like, why is it okay for him to? Be, but yeah. Okay? Why is it
1: like glossed over that? Yeah. Because uh, she was a girl and supposedly up for it. She wasn't
0: though. Like, no, yeah, because she wanted to prosecute. She was scared of him. Yeah. he just said he just said that. That wasn't even like.
1: Yeah.
0: That wasn't even a thing. Um. But it's in just, the bin. It's just because whole she's man a girl in the bin doesn't believe that women, women, women are objects. Mm. but you know we re- rope a man and that's obviously fucked yeah. it is obviously fucked i like it <laughs> <laughs> it's <is laughs> fucked <laughs> it's fucked but oh yeah lol, lot you did even see that <laughs> but yeah it's like but why is it okay to rape an actual child
1: because they're sexy yeah from the man point of view
0: oh, not they actually sexy sex. <laughs> murphy grins and turns the hand over so she can see he isn't holding a knife i know you're not holding a knife what? I didn't think were. I thought you were. I'm gonna grab my tit.
1: <laughs> it's like when people say, like, oh, just to make you feel safe that I'm, this isn't happening. Like, well, I didn't think that was happening till now.
0: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> not what I thought you were gonna do. And yeah. um, all she can see is the light shining off the slick, waxy, calloused palm. Nice. Ew! Um, Don't touch my boobs. Yeah. All I mean, all I mean to do, Missus, is to stay back. Patients aren't allowed to enter. Or oh, stay back. I'm a Catholic brilliant um and straight away jerks at the gold chain around her neck so a cross flies out from between her bosoms slingshots the lost pill up in the air mcmurphy strikes at the air right in front of her face she screams and pops the cross in her mouth and clinches her eyes shut like she's about to get shocked stands like that paper white except for that stain her birthmark which turns darker than ever as though it sucked the blood from all the rest of her body.
1: This is a weird scene. So, does she not know the pill is in her boobs?
0: She's just not really noticed, but then she gets to her um,
1: cross and that pings it out. Pings I just want... it out, yeah. yeah.
0: And then McMurphy like, goes to grab it or something. And So, likes... in midair,
1: he goes to grab the, um, yeah, the pill in her face yeah. and she
0: screams. Yeah. Puts the cross in her mouth and like, holds her eyes shut and everything. And because um, she's scared, her birthmark gets darker.
1: She's flushing like red and it gets darker.
0: But everything else is pale. Sexy. <laughs> when she finally opens her eyes again, there's that calloused hand right in front of her with my little red capsule sitting in it. Was to pick up your watering can you dropped. So the reason that she the pill flew off in the first place was because she dropped the water jug on her foot and it made a jump. Oh. He holds that out in the other hand. Her breath comes out in a loud hiss. She takes the can from him. Thank you. Good night. Good night. And closes the door in the Sorry, this
1: is such like a guy thing to like push it to the brink. Had it once when I was in like a shared taxi thing in Colombia and the guy kept sort of like rubbing up against me. And the second like, stop disgusting. it, yeah, you know, like, um, oh, sorry, didn't realise, you know, I was just trying mm. to get comfortable. And you're like, if I'd said nothing You'd have kept going. Kept going. Uh and then like he kind of on after that as well. Like it's um
0: disgusting.
1: But but yeah, it's that typical thing, like, you know, when a guy like is being quite flirty, you're like, sorry, I don't see you that way. Oh my god, I wasn't you. I think you're a fat whore. Yeah. Like you need to get off your high horse, there. I don't fancy you, you fucking bitch. You're yeah, like,
0: I actually think you're a bitch.
1: Like. And like, but if I would said, okay. you know, played along, you know, we probably be going out for drinks now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. 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 Just a bag of cunts. But that is a weird scene. That is a weird scene. It's a weird scene. I was kind of like reading over it, and I was going through bits for notes, and I was like, yeah, this bit's too weird to leave that. That's that's
1: just weird. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, it was weird. I'm glad you're. Have- Included it. <laughs> just, <Okay>. I'm like, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> it's going in the park. Flying red pill from the boobs. <laughs> it's got to go in. It's just, and it's a good illustration of men who push it to the line. They know they're being intimidating. But then they're just like, just get in the pill, honey bunny.
0: Yeah, like, I'm just being friendly. And it's like, no, you're a predator.
1: You're really gross. You're yeah. intimidating me.
0: But then also it's played off afterwards because she panics and it's like, good night, good night, and just closes the window down. Mm. So no one gets any more pills that night. Um,
1: okay, that's bad.
0: <laughs> Really, that's not great. <laughs> yeah, um, but hey, it's the sixties. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Um, but yeah, so and then they go back to their dorm. Brompton has like a, a really long and really boring nightmare, which we're not going to go into at all because I can't be bothered. Yeah, um, and it's not it's not interesting in any way, shape, or form. Um, before that point, though, um, so it's only him and McMurphy in the room, and they're like lying in the dark. And McMurphy's like, "Do you want your little red pill that I got for you?" And he's like. Mm. Well, he doesn't say anything because he's supposedly deaf. Yeah. He was like, you know, for a deaf guy, calls him a racial slur, but when the aide, like, turned up, like, unannounced earlier and, like, dropped something behind you, you sure as hell jumped.
1: Ooh. And
0: he's like, yeah, McMurphy
1: knows. McMurphy knows. So, yeah, I don't like McMurphy, but those little, like, lines, they're like... Okay, you do seem pretty cool when you say those lines <laughs>
0: that's it he has his moment.
1: yeah like, okay
0: that's kind of bad <laughs> uh, i just love when sucked.
1: people like stay quiet with something and then just later like i got your number <laughs>
0: but he's also like um you know i don't like him but he's not like i'm gonna tell on you He's just sort of like oh yeah i know dude
1: yeah it's cool I, it's cool but i know yeah it's just a power play isn't it like i i want you to know that i know
0: They don't know that I know, that you know, that (laughs) I know. Yeah, exactly. We're in this together. Oh, yeah. We just become best friends. Roman's like, being deaf and um, mute is my thing. Off. Yeah, exactly. Except My I would because I fancy him. <laughs> so hot. So, again. so hot with your red hair. Anyway, next morning, uh, when Ratchet arrives, and McMurphy is singing loudly in the bathroom, um, <gasps> he storms over towards the bathroom door um, when he comes out. McMurphy steps out of the latrine door, right in front of her, holding that towel Sorry, like around say, his hips.
1: when they call them latrines, I find it disgusting. Okay, you carry on.
0: It is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, holding that towel around his hips stops her dead. She shrinks to about head high to where that that towel covers him, and he's grinning down on her. Her own grin is giving way, sagging at the edges. Good morning, Miss
1: Ratchet. Good morning, Vietnam! Good morning! <laughs> What's that from? Good morning, Vietnam. What's that? It's a film. I think it's called Good Morning Vietnam. It also might not be. Um, it's a film about Americans fighting in Vietnam.
0: They totally won that war. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that. That's, that's how it went, right? <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And good morning, Miss Ratchet. How's things on the outside? You can't run around here in a, in, in a towel. No. He looks down at that point. Sorry, bar. but you can come out of the shower in a towel. Yeah.
1: That's so valid. valid.
0: You'd think. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he does have a point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's, like, it's one of those things where you're like, I need to bollet this person. They're pushing their fucking luck with the nurse and everything. But then you pick them up on the wrong thing and you should well, look like a dick. she know
0: about the nurse yeah? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Please, please. She's literally just walked in the front door. Ah. Um, so and heard him singing, and she's like, "Well, that's our board. You're not allowed to say. You must be happy. <laughs> Basically, you're not allowed to be happy on my board um, Not on my." I'm approach. sure I've
1: said this before, but when I was like doing the blackboard thing at somewhere I used to work, and I, it was down near the finance department, and we had the creative department up like the other end of the office, and um, so I could hear the people at the design desk like laughing, and I was quite new, so the finance people didn't know I was part of it, and they were like, "Oh, they're laughing again. Why are they always laughing?" And when someone said, "Oh." Because they're happy. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm glad I'm
0: up there. <laughs> Jesus. RM Finance Department hides. Mm. They like are hid in like in a weird corridor under the stairs. And they're, like I've only ever had to go to them once. And I think they're okay to me. But it was that kind of thing like
1: Good luck. Take this amulet. Take this amulet. Take a blanket and a snack.
0: you are need I hope to see you again, friend, but <laughs> you may never return. <laughs> oh, my God. Where am I going? I don't know, man. No. You have to go on a quest. <laughs> Find finances. Can we email them? No. No. It automatically goes to a dead inbox. <laughs> it's
1: very hard.
0: It's scary. Yeah, it's a scary place to finance with people.
1: Do, you, do any of our listeners work in finance?
0: What's that like? <laughs> do any of our listeners work in HR
1: hate to break it to you but you're probably a bad person <laughs> all i'm saying is that my 100% dealings with people in hr have been unpleasant ones yeah and that's not i'm aware i'm the common denominator but, you know it was totally their problem oh this is now are just like oh these girls are shit yeah <laughs> but it's not even like my direct dealings it's like friends of friends as well
0: yeah mm-hmm. just,
1: yeah From the shoddy shoddy
0: things and they're like these girls are just so like you know comfortable in their echo chamber
1: (laughs) and i met someone that was a bit of a dick and i was like there's something i don't like about this person and then she was like so what do you do and i said and i was like how about you she's like oh i work in hr now and i was like all right and
0: the
1: penny (laughs) right i hope no one i work with listens to
0: this (laughs) not you guys didn't mean you guys (laughs)
1: look at the shoe fits
0: Look, if you feel personally attacked, then maybe just question that by yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. Maybe sit with the uncomfortable feeling for a while. Yeah. But don't ever talk to me about it.
0: <laughs> and process
1: that on your own. <laughs> I'm not being a fucking therapist.
0: No. But should we just... Oh, do you know what I, uh, I don't like?
1: Everything? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know when people are like, just... I like to hash it out with people. If they've got a problem with me, just say it to my face and let's talk about it. I'm like, no. It
1: depends.
0: It depends where I was like, look, sometimes I just don't like you and it's nothing you've (laughs) actually done. I just think you're a bit of a cunt and we have different views there's nothing to talk about. Like, for own.
1: example, at my work, sometimes people have problems. It's actually something that I've not done, and they'll just be shitty with me for a week, and I was like, I'd much rather you came up to me. I don't actually think this has happened, but for example, I was um, driving the minibus, and I noticed that someone's um, smashed one of the wing mirrors, and I was like, I wonder when that happened. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And it's only me, and really one other guy, kind of two other guys, that are insured to drive it. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if they think it was me. Um, and then someone was like, it was parked around the side where the um, deliveries come in, so maybe on the deliveries hit it and I was like maybe and I was like no one said anything to me though and I was like I'm a little bit worried that you know they're all being a little bit shitty I'm like well oh, she smashed the wing mirror and didn't say anything well I never whereas if like you know they came up to me and like said look did you smash the wing mirror and didn't say anything I'd be like no I didn't mm. and I've got witnesses from when I'm driving it yeah. um, so I'm like I'm in that situation it's when and also so we got sent the wrong date through for someone's birthday from social services I get, got in on the Tuesday and someone said to me nicely they were like oh, the wrong date is on the birthday thing um, for his birthday and his family are a bit pissed off. And I was like, really? And I look back at like my official documents sent from like social services and everything. I was like, that's the date I've been sent. I was like, I can only go by what I'm sent. Yeah. And um, then like I said to like the chef in the meeting, I was like, oh, and is so-and-so's birthday cake ready for today? And he was like, yep, it was ready yesterday. And I was like, I know social services sent me the wrong date. And apparently social services are sticking by the fact that that's his birthday. So I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but I was like, but again, Like ask me and be like, oh you fucked the date up on that. I actually didn't.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So don't like just apply your attitude for a situation. That is all in your head. Just don't come to me with any attitude. You know, just don't, just don't ever talk to me. If you want to tell me something, write it on a piece of paper, put it in a bin. Any bin. Any bin. Just don't
0: ever come into my office. No. Doesn't your office have an open door policy? Yeah,
1: for the kids. (laughs) There was a guy uh, uh, the other day wanted help for like setting up a Zoom call thing. Mm-hmm. And he can be quite abrupt. And I think he realized like quite quickly, because um, I've had to like put some boundaries in place before, that one, it's not actually my job to be his IT department. And I'm not prioritizing it above everything else. And I was like, oh, I'll be doing the activity in this room. And then I'll probably be in my office. Come catch me sometime. And he was like, called me. And when I was doing something, he was like, Marsh, I'm in your office. Uh, can we do this now? And I was like, no so I was like he was like where are you and I was like I'm down in the lounge packing up the activity and he was like oh I've got the iPad in your office and I was like cool I guess you can sit there for a bit I was like I'll come find you in a bit like I'm busy he's like are you busy yes yes I am that's rude and I think he realised at that moment because I came like into like his office later I was like right what do you want doing and he was like okay let me sort this out for you and then he was like you can sit in my chair and I was like Okay. <laughs> good. That's annoying. And then later, I'm um, like, yeah, he returned it. Like, um, and uh, yeah, uh, didn't come and bother me about anything. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, people are annoying. I was like, I think it just took him like a moment to be like, I'm doing you a favor. And then I think he was like, oh shit, she's doing me a favor. That should probably be nice. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. No, not that hard, sweetie. Put
0: them more in the bed. Anyway. Mm. Good morning, Miss <laughs> Ratchet. How's things on the outside? You can't run around here in a in, in a towel. No. He looks down at the part of the towel. Um, she's Lord, he's
1: gonna get naked, Miss Ratchet.
0: <laughs> yeah, you walk around in that one. Um, <laughs> no. He looks down at the part of the towel. She's eye to eye with. Um, it's wet, skin tight. All right, Brompton. Ooh. You Fancy. That was against war policy too. Well, I guess there's nothing to do except stop. Don't. You dare? You get back in that dorm and get your clothes on this instant. She sounds like a teacher, bawling out a student. As Sir McMurphy hangs his head like a student and says in a voice, sounds like he's about to cry. I can't do that, ma'am. I'm afraid some thief in the night boosted my clothes while I slept. I sleep awful sound on that mattresses you have here. Somebody boosted, pinched. Jabbed, swiped, stole. He said happily, "You know, man, like somebody boosted my threat, saying this tickles him." So he goes into a little barefoot dance before her.
1: (gasps) Stole your pixie. (laughs) (laughs) They stole it. You're so
0: weird. (laughs) I see why you're here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Stole your clothes. That looks like the whole of it, but prison clothes why he stops jiggling around and hangs his head this is his first morning on the ward by the way okay make it clear he's not been there very long no is his first morning? sorry no it's the second morning okay right
1: yeah from here because katie's like in her own little like blanket fort and i'm in mine i can't quite see the top of hers and she's looking back in her memory but she looks like she's looking up into the top of the fort and there's like a little gremlin up there or something being like it's the second
0: it might be First. <laughs> the gremlin's sure.
1: speaking th- What do you think, gremlin?
0: What do you think, gremlin? Guide me in your ways. <laughs> I read this book a while ago, and it was boring, then. <laughs> but prison clothes. Why? He stops jiggling around and hangs his head. All I know is that they were there when I went to bed and gone when I got up. Gone slick as a whistle. Oh, I do. Oh, I do know they were nothing but prison clothes, coarse and faded and uncouth, ma'am. Well. I know it, and prison clothes may not seem like much to those that has more, but to a new man, that outfit, she said, realising, was supposed to be picked up. You were issued a uniform of green conval... convalescence, Convalescent? Convalescence, this morning. That whole thing goes on. Um, The issue I have mm. with this is that I just find
1: it a bit unbelievable that she's that thrown by this incident. I know, I'm like... It's not because someone else wants the clothes, sweetie. It's because they want to humiliate him or he's done it for attention. Yeah, and he's done it for attention. So I'm like, how is this your first time experiencing this? And
0: like, you deal with, you know, men in an insane place. Yeah. With issues. Like,
1: surely this is, like, fairly fucking vanilla.
0: It is pretty fucking vanilla, really, isn't it? Like, (laughs) it's not like he's grabbed his ball sack and, like, you know... Put it
1: on your tongue, yeah. Like, darling, you want to spend twenty minutes in the dementia ward? But
0: this is the thing. So, sort of like, it annoys me that you know, like, they write her like this, and it's just like, but she's meant to be this all-powerful, all-consuming thing, and then this man like comes in a town, and she's like. <laughs> <laughs> Although Brumden does comment on this exact point um, like in the next bit. Mm. But still, I'm like, mm. weak. All through breakfast, McMurphy's talking and laughing a mile a minute. After this morning, he thinks the big nurse is going to be a snap. He doesn't know. He just caught her off guard. And if anything, made her strengthen herself. But still, I'm like... Just frowns.
1: I, think, <laughs> I just think it's badly
0: written. And yeah.
1: Very developed characters. And it's not very believable. It's like... I mean, obviously I've not read it and you've not finished it yet, but it's like he's sort of like, in inverted commas, a cool atmospheric setting and certain big events, i.e. the rapes and stuff that will be shocking. And it's like, now how to tie this together? And the fucking question. <laughs> and
0: it's just, and it's just, honestly, the things that are stringing it all together is the monotonous routine that they're all stuck in, which is yeah. just
1: pages mm. of like
0: boring shit interjected with Bromden's just fucking crazy dreams. And you're just
1: huh? like, which is just like irrelevant and still
0: boring, still boring and just completely non-linear. So you're just like, mm. I'm falling through the wall, and there's a bed, and then Ratchet's there, and then this guy, and the bed is here, and then there's a spike, and
1: you're just like, so you're finding your time in the ward difficult. Granted, yeah. and it revolves around Ratchet's sinister presence. We got it, but not everyone will get that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and you're just like, and it's also like, could that not have been summarized in you know like a paragraph? Yeah. Like, oh.
1: You must read 10 pages of it. <laughs> of
0: how he's now fallen
1: through a different wall. <laughs> I got it! He falls through walls! It feels trapped, but also he can pass through the space there because it's unrealistic. I don't know! I do know one thing. It was boring. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway. And well,
1: then I felt that I was in the ward, and you no, know, well, this is beautifully written.
0: This <laughs> is brilliant. Well, sometimes I do have these moments with it where I'm like, maybe it's really well written. Maybe I'm supposed to be bored. Maybe he's a genius. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's stupid, 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 so
0: stupid. And then you read those bits are so like the boobly boobs and her boobly pill stuck in her boobly boobs, and you're like, No, nah, go guys, stupid.
1: <laughs> so stupid. Every
0: single female character, it's sort of like, and then this person, I mean, there's not very many, but it's like, and then this woman, description of her breasts. And that's so determines how much they like them. If it's like whether they're, you know, like ratchet, she surprisingly has like, you know, big sexy boobs and yeah.
1: like, shame. Do you, you remember when Dad wrote his short story and there's a bit where she, like, pulls the boy into her bosom? And I was just like, unnecessary. And he got, like, a bit like, well, how would you describe that? How could you describe that? She gave him a hug. Or pulled
0: him into her chest.
1: Yeah. Ginger neutral. And he was like, but I thought bosom sound. It was comforting. Like, gross. That's
0: disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I'm really sick in my mouth.
1: So, yeah, whenever, like, there's this, like, boobly-boobed bit, I'm like, Dad writes boobly-boobed. Disgusting.
0: I just think men do. They're just... Boobly boobs. Fuck, I like boobs. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Wrong. It's more, to mention. Oh, it's I so, just really like them. They're just so lovely. They make me feel—they're no, just so jubbly. They make me feel lovely. I'd rather watch boobs than a movie. Do-do-do-do. I just really love boobs. I don't remember that, but hilarious. It's like the whole song starts up being like, I believe women deserve like you know equality and it shouldn't be like objectified. Yeah. Fuck, I love boobs. Like, <laughs> That's was
1: funny. It was very really funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Uh, during breakfast, Murphy tries to get all the other men to laugh, uh, making up stories about them nailing birds and having big cocks. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> this just makes me pity men.
1: It does. You're oh, just my like... God. Can you imagine being locked in with all those men? It's every day like, and then you've got a big cock, haven't you? And then you're, yeah, you're very it's, good. It's
0: Literally it's just like remember he like makes up these stories like oh I remember going uptown with Billy Bibbit and these two girls stop just like are you Billy 14 inches bibbit?
1: Um, oh
0: Billy And you're like What?
1: The thing is, obviously um they're like mentally ill, so I'm like maybe you know they'd be taking different things from it. But if you're like in a normal prison people talking like that, I think most of the men would be depressed and they'd be like, Yeah, Billy, God I want to go home. <laughs> smells annoying <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you're a lot you are a lot anyway and you clearly have a tiny cock
0: oh yeah absolutely so yes um, so it really bothers him that none, that all the men are too afraid to laugh which is you know valid mm. um, after breakfast McMurphy um, and the Acute set up their blackjack table again
1: and he already won everything
0: no maybe he, he lost all the last bits and gave it all back or they won it back at the end oh
1: yeah yeah that's nice. She's he's nice, really. He's a nice
0: guy. Nope. I like him <laughs> I do think he's a nice guy. <laughs> um, so he spends most of the morning hustling up, dealing more blackjack, playing for IOUs um, now instead of cigarettes because um, the cigarettes have been taken away. She's confiscated the cigs. Yeah, yeah they now everyone's cigarettes sit on um, her desk and they request them as when they want them and they can have them whenever they want, but they have to come and ask her.
1: That's a nice little power play. <laughs> She's good. She's good. Touche, touche.
0: Touche, touche. Um, the uh, music's kind of getting to my he's getting annoyed about it. So he goes over to the nurse's station. Can't you ease um, even ease down on the volume? It ain't like the whole st- state of Oregon needed to hear Lawrence Welk play T for Two three times every hour all day long. If it was soft enough to hear a man shout his bets across the table, I might get a game of poker going. You have been told, McMurphy, that it is against the policy to gamble for money on the ward. Okay, then, down soft enough to gamble for matches, for fly buttons, just turn the damn thing down, McMurphy. She waits and lets her calm school teacher tone sink in before she goes on. She knows every acute on the ward is listening to them. Do you want to know what I think? Not really. I think you are being very selfish. (gasps) Haven't you noticed there are others in this hospital beside yourself? There are old men here who couldn't hear the radio at all of it were lowered. Old fellows who simply aren't able, aren't capable of reading or working puzzles or playing cards to win other man's cigarettes. Uh. Old fellows like Mattison and Kittling—that music coming from the loudspeakers—is all they have, and you want to take that away from them? We are like we like to hear suggestions and requests whenever we can, but I should think you might at least give some thought to others before you make your requests.
1: Imagine McMurphy. Did <laughs>
0: you the you're like, it's a good power play, isn't it? Like you're the one that's being selfish.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she's good at the gaslighting. She is good at it. Mm-hmm. She is good. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, he turns and looks over at the um chronic side and sees that there's something to what she says. He takes up his cap and runs his hand through his hair, finally turns back to her. He knows as well as she does that all the acutes are listening to everything they say. Okay, I never thought about that. I thought she hadn't. He tugs at that little tuft of red showing out of the neck of his greens, then says, "Well, hey." What do you say to us taking the card game someplace else? Some other room, like the room that you people put the tables in during the meeting. There's nothing in there all the rest of the day. You can unlock that room and let the card players go in there and leave the old men out here with the radio. Good deal all round. She smiles and closes her eyes again and shakes her head gently. Oh, Mr. McMurphy. Oh, Mr. McMurphy. Of course, you may take the suggestion up with the rest of the staff sometime, but I'm afraid everyone's feelings will correspond with mine. We do not have adequate coverage for two-day rooms. There isn't enough. There is actually a
1: safeguarding, fair enough point. I know. she, yeah. has, she has got a point, doesn't she?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wish you wouldn't lean against the glass there, please. Your hands are oily and staining the window. No, that means extra work for some of the other men. He jerks his hand away and I see he starts to say something and then stops, realising she didn't leave him anything else to say unless he wants to start cussing at her. His face and neck are red. He draws a long breath and concentrates on all his willpower the way she did this morning uh, and tells her that he is very sorry to have bothered her and goes back to the card table.
1: Everybody in the ward can see that it started. Mm. Okay, see, sometimes you have a good line. (laughs) The thing is, though, like, she's left him nothing to say. At that point, you can be like, no, that is fair enough. I also didn't think of that. Uh, I will see if I can come up with another solution.
0: The the problem is, Marsha, is that it's a woman mm-hmm. um, that's smarting and overpowering a man, and that is wrong. That's what it's I, unacceptable. This so is so
1: wrong. She, a woman, is demanding power over he, a man. Wrong. <laughs> you should rape her, teach her a place, <laughs> teach her a bloody lesson. But yeah, it's just like there's nothing else to say. Just oh, fair enough.
0: Yeah, it's like actually those are actually two very valid points. Like I know she's doing it for a power play. Yeah. But actually... But also, a power because play... Because ri- it's been written that way. But actually, in a real situation, you'd be like, those men actually want to have that music on yeah. because are not thinking of other people. There aren't adequate stuff and people need to keep an eye on you because you are in a facility where you need to be monitored. And also, even if it's
1: a power play and it's slightly bollocks, even though it's not, she is outsmarting him because it's her fucking playground and yeah. she knows the lay of the land better. And just like, whatever, he's like, oh, we could do this, we could do that. Do you think that is the first time that's been suggested?
0: Do you think I haven't had this... You think you're the first one to cause trouble, sir? Yeah.
1: You think I haven't had this a thousand times before, and what do you notice? No one else here is causing any problems, but I'm still here.
0: Oh, it gets into that. We're not, <laughs> not going to get into it massively this episode, mm. but it does come to a point. Um, mm. I think I mentioned last time where she is in control of when he can leave, and he that clocks for him later on. He's like, I'm the fucking punching bag of all you guys. You guys all want me to rile her up because you don't like her either. I don't like her. But I'm the one taking the punches.
1: Yeah, I'm the one getting the consequences. Yeah, Mm.
0: and he's like, "I see, I see, yeah," Um, which is is a good moment. And there's Mm. a. There is an oof there, mm. which is quite a good oof, yeah. um, which we will get to in another episode. Um, we're not quite done yet today, though. Like, That's some soft, the guy. Why are you? Why are you? Why are you? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, when it comes to that day's meeting, Ratchet is getting ready um, with a huddle of student nurses when the doctor, who likes McMurphy, interrupts, saying that um, following a talk with McMurphy that morning, he thinks that having a carnival
1: on the ward might be good for the men. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I heard carnival but it went in as carnivore. Right. Hunt them! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and I was, it was only when I was about to go carnival, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Um, <laughs> um, after this announcement, there was a stunned silence on the ward, and the doctor just kind of stood there like, he's like this blustering little idiot who's mm. like just wrapped around McMurphy's finger because he thinks McMurphy's mm. really funny and just fucking problematic. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, we met him last time. He's just there like waiting happily for someone to say something. <laughs> it's just there like this stunned silence. Just a little bit awkward. Dilly. Dilly. Um, Cheswick, who um, is one of the acutes, who sits right next to McMurphy, gives a grunt and, and is on his feet, rubbing his ribs before he knows what's happened.
1: Uh, is he the one that was deprived of oxygen?
0: No, that's um, that's chronic.
1: Okay. I can't, I can't oh yeah, you said acute. Sorry. Yeah.
0: No. You're saying
1: all the right words, but they're going into my head
0: wrong. <laughs> so Cheswick is quite a good character. Yeah. He really backs McMurphy. Mm-hmm. More like, so Harding is more pompous than on McMurphy's mm-hmm. side. But McMurphy ain't got a fucking backbone. When yeah. it comes to actually standing up, Cheswick stands with the boy. Mm. Um, so Cheswick, who sits right next to Funny. McMurphy, gives a grunt and is on his feet rubbing his ribs um, before he knows what's happened. Uh, I personally believe he looks down at McMurphy's fists on the chair arm um, beside him, which sounds really threatening, but it's just because McMurphy's a fucking hand boy and <gasps> his fists ball, but it makes it sound like it's threatening him. Yeah. With his big um, stiff thumb sticking straight up out like a, like a little cow prod. What? She's going to move on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That a carnival is a really good idea. Something to break the monotony. Monotony. (laughs) That's right, Charlie, the doctor says, appreciating Cheswick's support. And not altogether without therapeutic value. Certainly not, Cheswick says, looking happier now. No, lots of therapeuticness in a carnival. You, You bet. It would... I don't feel comfortable doing Billy Bibbit's... um, Billy Bibbit has a very intense stutter. Oh. Um, I feel that's not really appropriate for me to read out in that Uh way. uh Uh, It will be fun, Billy Bobbit... Billy Bobbit... Billy Bibbit says. Yeah, that that too, um, Cheswick says. We could do it, Dr Spivvy. Sure we could... Scanlon could um, do a human bomb act, and I can make a ring toss in occupational therapy. I'll tell fortunes, Mutter Martini says, and squints at a spot above his head. I'm rather good at diagnosing pathologies from palm reading myself, <laughs> Harding says. Good, good, Cheswick says, and claps his hands. He's never had anybody's support to anything he said before. Myself, McMurphy draws. I'd be honoured to work a skiller wheel. Had a little experience. Oh, there are numerous possibilities, the doctor says, sitting up straight in his chair and really warming to it all. Why, I have a million ideas. He talks full steam ahead for another five minutes. You can tell a lot of the ideas are ideas he's already talked over with McMurphy. He describes games, booths, talks of selling tickets, then stops as suddenly as though the nurse... Are selling tickets to? I think they're talking about getting the public in. That's a
1: terrible idea.
0: Yeah, they're not... This doctor's a real idiot.
1: <laughs> so I continue. <laughs> um,
0: um, then stops as uh, suddenly as though the nurse's look had hit him right between the, the eyes. He blinks at her and asks, um, What do you think of the idea, Miss Ratchet? Um of a carnival h- here on the ward?
1: I agree that it
0: may have a number of therapeutic possibilities.
1: I also think though someone might fucking die. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> again, valid. Um she says and waits. She lets that silence rear um, rear up from her again. When she's sure nobody is going to challenge her. She goes on but I also believe that an idea like this should be discussed in staff meeting before a decision is reached. Yeah. Wasn't that your idea, doctor? Of course. Um, I, I merely thought I, I, the thought. Understand, um, I, I would feel out of some. I would feel out some of the men first, but certainly a, a staff meeting first. Then we'll continue our plans. Everybody knows that there will not be a carnival.
1: Yeah, there won't.
0: To me, it's a terrible idea. Yes, yeah, not a great idea, is it? Like,
1: like maybe you have a small version one for the families that are visiting on visiting day.
0: Yeah, that- maybe. But it's also just like, come on, guys, to be a carnival and have them running it. You have to have a fair few people. Yeah. And most of them, the only people that visit them is like uh, their wife. Yeah. Or their mother. And that's kind of it. No no one else. They don't get on in society.
1: No one likes them. Yeah, exactly. Because you keep fucking raping them.
0: Oh, yeah. I was going to make a point about, you know, being like, that's not fair. Society is like, you know... That hasn't isn't supporting these men, which is the point the book is trying to make. However, they keep raping people, so my sympathies are limited. A couple of days go by, and Mo Murphy is still trying to stir things up in the ward. There is a football tournament, not football. Uh, it's a base tournament coming mm-hmm. up, but it's not on during the time allotted for television um okay so having spoken to the guys in the day room about this and of course placing some bets on the game mcmurphy knows a majority of the acutes are keen to watch the game Mm. um so what's the problem they can have the tv on at a different time for one week surely they can vote on things like this can't they can't they can't you just see eye to eye please (laughs) um so mcmurphy brings this up on the at the next meeting so he asks about it and he asks like the men to back him up and there's Mm. just silence around him Look here, damn it, he says when nobody moves. There's at least 12 of you guys I know of myself got a little personal interest who wins these games. Don't you guys care to watch them? I don't know, Mac. Ganelin finally says, I'm pretty used to seeing that 6 o'clock news, and if switching times would really mess up the schedule as bad as Miss Ratchet says, the hell with the schedule! You can get back to the bloody schedule next week when the series is over. What do you say, buddies? Let's take a vote on watching the TV during the afternoon instead of the night. All those in favour... Aye, Cheswick calls out and gets to his feet. I mean all those in favour raise their hands, okay? All those in favour Cheswick's hands come up. Some of the other guys look around as to see if there's any fools, but Murphy can't believe it. Come on now, what is this crap? I thought you guys could vote on policy and that sort of thing. Isn't that the way of it, Doc? The doctor nods without looking up. Okay then now who wants to watch those games? Cheswick shoves his hand higher and glares around. Scanlon shakes his head and then raises his hand, keeping his elbow on the arm of the chair and nobody else. McMurphy can't say a word. If that's settled then, the nurse says, perhaps we should get on with the meeting. Yeah, he says, slides down in his chair till the brim of his cap nearly touches his chest. Yeah, perhaps we should get on with this son of a bitch in meeting. Yeah, Cheswick says. Yeah, what he said. Yeah, a hard look and sitting down. Yeah, get on with the God blessed meeting. Oh,
1: he's cute. Cheswick might be boxer. Oh, little boxer, but big boxer. Yeah, he's loyal. He's loyal. He tried. He tried. He tried.
0: (laughs) Um, There's no foreshadowing there. (laughs) um oof yeah they're still too afraid to directly defy ratchet except good old cheswick Mm uh mcmurphy ain't happy um anyway after the meeting mcmurphy is sulky and berating the guys asking why they wouldn't vote for him none of them can really answer because he's like what do you think she's going to do and they're like it's just not good it's not worth it she'll do something it's just not worth it and And are they thinking like
1: delay our release but we don't want you to know that
0: it's not even so much that because um so they go into a little bit later on so the the chronics are they are not getting yeah married. most of the cu- acutes can leave like mm. some of them can't and they, mm. do to, they are kind of waiting on things but a lot of them can no mm. one's making harding stay mm. he can leave harding has money and power like well not power mm. because per se but there's a fair few of them that choose to be there mm. and that's gonna. I mean, that's not really a spoiler, but mm. it, Murphy does not know that yet. Mm-hmm. He's going to realise that later on and be like...
1: You can leave.
0: And he, that, that's the point, mm. he's like, you're not crazy, and that's the kind of point where he's like, okay, maybe you are a bit crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> maybe you are a little cuckoo Maybe
0: Maybe you're not quite all there. Why would you choose to stay? And think, mm. But it's because they can't, they think it's better than being on the outside when they're in society. They kind of... feel okay. society is pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy, but it's that kind of thing of like, Yes, it's shit in here and we're badly treated, but as long as we toe the
1: line... Better the devil you know. Yeah. Mm. So,
0: mm, I mean, it's not good either way. No. Uh, anyway, then there's, there's this huge spiel and obviously men being strong. Yeah. Um, so basically there's this big heavy control panel in the day room. I don't really know what it's controlling. <laughs> it's this big, like, metal box in there that's yeah. just, like, crazy heavy. And McMurphy's like, Is that tied down? And they're like, No. And they're like, He's like, Is that not dangerous? Like, you know, the full of goo goo And they're like, No one can lift it. It's not going anywhere. So, no. And he's like, But I can lift it. And they're like, You cannot lift that. And he's like, Sorry, but I fucking can.
1: Sometimes in dementia wards, you have fake switches on the walls. And it's like- It's like you're trying to confuse them. I kind of agree with you. Um, it's meant to like offer them like, you know, extra like stimuli and like no. cognitive function. Why is it not working? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, then yeah. give them a fidget spinner. I know. It's this whole idea that they're better at interacting with things that mimic jobs they might have done in their crime. And so like, someone's prime.
0: job was to turn the lights
1: on? <laughs> like things they'll recognise, like folding laundry is another one. Well, uh, you can
0: fold laundry. You can get some sheets and fold them.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, uh, that that just screams of like, just put something in the middle for them to interact with that's absolutely pointless. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: McMurphy is like, uh, yes. So the spiel about the control panel. um, Basically, McMurphy's like, bet you I can lift it, and they're all like, but you can't. And he's like, bet you can't. And he's like, money on it. And they're like, go on. Then he's like, if I can lift it, I will give you back all the money I have won from you all. And they're like, go on then. And so he goes to lift it, and he's there like really straining. There's like. Blood sleep is seeping through the cracks in his fingers. Fucking hell. Yeah, he's really fucking going for it. And just when you think he's only gone and bloody done it, he falls back, gasping for breath. It's still on the
1: floor, unmoved. The arrogance of man. Yeah,
0: uh, without a word, he pulls out the wad of cash um, that he's won from every, all the men in the card games, and he's trying to count out um, everyone's fair share. But his hands are like injured, and, like trying to twist into claws, and he can't quite do it. So he just kind of like drops the pile of like blood-soaked money on the floor for them to sort out. And as he gotta walks out, he's like, "But at least I goddamn well tried." Right. And that metaphor inspires
1: the man. It's yeah, clunky. but you tried a weird thing of being like, me strong man. It's clunky.
0: Yeah. But not everyone will get that. <laughs> you just feel like, oh, it's such an empowering moment. And you're like, it's a man being like, but I'm stronger than that.
1: Oh, like, no, I'm oh. not. And now I'm pissy about it. It
0: symbolizes how society is weighing down on all of them. Even McMurphy, though, he doesn't believe it yet. But at this moment, he's starting to. And you're like, I'm going to take is this it? book. I'm going to beat you to death with it. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes, the next day is Friday, baseball game day, and uh, McMurphy calls for a revolt in... The- Sorry, he doesn't call for a revolt. That's completely the wrong vibe. Yeah. He calls for a re Oh. Um. Completely orderly, orderly. No no, no revolting just yet. <laughs> um, nice and organised. Nice and organised in that day's meeting and watching the game. That's actually totally fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can have a revolt if you want. I don't care.
1: Yeah, um, do what you want.
0: Remember that vote we made a day or so back about the TV time? Well, today's Friday, and I thought I might just bring it up again, just to see if anybody else has picked up a little guts. Mr. McMurphy, the purpose of this meeting is therapy, group therapy, and I'm not certain these petty grievances... Yeah, yeah, the hell with that. We've heard it before. Me and some of the rest of the guys decided, one moment, Mr. McMurphy, let me pose a question to the group. Do any of you feel that Mr. McMurphy is perhaps imposing his personal desires on some of you too much? I've been thinking you might be happier if he were moved to a different ward. Nobody says anything for a minute. Then someone says, "Let him vote, why? Let him vote, why? Don't you? Why you want to ship him to disturb just for bringing up a vote? What's so wrong with changing time? Why, Mister Scanlon? As I recall, you refused to eat for three days until we allowed you to turn the um set on at six instead of six thirty. A man needs to see the world news, doesn't he? God, they they could have bombed Washington, and it had been a week before we'd have heard it. Yes. And how do you feel about relinquishing your world news to watch a bunch of men play baseball? We can't have both, huh? No, I suppose not. Well, what the dickens? I don't guess um, they'll bomb us this next week. Let's let him have the vote, Miss Ratchet. Very well. But I think this is ample evidence of how much he has upset some of you patients. What is it you are um, proposing, Mr. McMurphy? I'm proposing a re-vote on watching the TV in the afternoon. You're certain one more vote will satisfy you? <sighs> We have more important things. It'll satisfy me. I just did kind of like to see which of these birds has any guts and which doesn't. Oh, okay. He's calling for the vote and Cheswick is like, just let him do the vote, won't you? They call for the vote. Uh, The first hand comes up. I can tell it's McMurphy's because of the bandages um, Mm. where the control panel cut into him when he tried to lift it. And then off down the slope, I I see them. Other hands coming up. What out of the fog? It's like that big red of McMurphy's is reaching into the fog and dropping down and dragging the man up by their hands dragging them blinking into the open first one then another then the next right on down the line of acutes dragging them up out of the fog till they all stand all 20 of them raising not just for watching tv but against the big nurse against her trying to send mcmurphy to disturb against the way she talked and acted and beat them down for years nobody says anything i can feel how stunned everybody is the patients as well as the staff the nurse can't figure what happened. Yesterday, um, before he tried lifting that panel, there wasn't but four or five men might have voted. Mm. But when she talks, she don't let it show in her voice how surprised she is. I count only 20, McMurphy. 20, <gasps> well, why not? 20 is all of us there. His voice um, hangs as he realizes what she means. No. Hold on just a goddamn minute, lady. I am afraid the vote is defeated. <gasps> Hold on just one goddamn minute! There are 40 patients on the ward, Mr McMurphy, 40 patients and only 20 voted. You must have a majority to change the ward policy. I'm afraid the voting is closed. <gasps> so now McMurphy just starts running around um towards the chronics, asking for just one of them to vote um all while Ratchet is telling him it's over. And he's going running up to him, like, please just vote, buddy, and he's just like, Fuck their life, and he's like moving on to the next yeah. one. And it's just like, it's not going anywhere. Yeah.
1: Finally. They're chronics.
0: they chronics. Finally, though, he gets to Bromden. Oh. Chief, you're our last bet. Big nurse is folding her papers. The other nurses are standing up around her. She finally gets to her feet. The meeting is adjourned then, I hear her say, and I'd like to see the staff down in the staff room in about an hour. So if there is nothing else, it's too late to stop it now. McMurphy did something to it that first day, put some kind of hex on it with his hands, so it won't act like I order it. There's no sense in it. Any fool can see. I wouldn't do it on my own, just by the way the nurse is staring at me with her mouth empty of the words. I can see I'm in trouble, but I can't stop it. McMurphy's got hidden wires, hooked to it, lifting it slow, just to get me out of the fog and into the open where I'm for a fair game. He's doing it, wires! No, that's not the truth. I lifted it myself. (gasps) Mr McMurphy whoops and drags me standing, pounding my back. 21! The Chief's fault makes it 21! And by God, if that ain't a majority, I'll eat my hat! Yippee, uh. cries Cheswick. The other acutes are all crumming across towards me. The meeting was closed, she says. Her smile is still there, but the back of her neck um, as she walks out of the day room and into the nurse's station is red and swelling like she'll blow apart any second. Uh. I
1: mean... Before that vote, you really needed to have a chat about mental capacity <laughs> and, um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, whose yeah, votes you're looking for. But, you know, if you're not going to establish the parameters, then, then yeah,
0: it's fine. So, <laughs> later that afternoon, the men are cleaning and the staff are in their staff meeting. McMurphy looks at the time and announces, it's time for the game. <laughs> Everybody keeps on at what he's doing, but they all watch out of the corners of their eyes while he drags his armchair out in front of the TV, then switches on the set and sits down. A picture swirls onto the screen of a parrot out on the baseball field singing razor blade songs. Murphy gets up and turns up the sound to drown out the music coming down from the speaker in the ceiling, and he drags another chair in front of him and sits down and crosses his feet on the chair and leans back and lights a cigarette. He scratches his belly and yawns. Hooey! Man, all I need me now is a can of beer and a red hot. We can see the nurse's face. What's a red hot? Sweet! Yeah, a a hot dog. A (laughs) spicy hot dog.
1: Let's get red hot sauce. A food. A a bottle of hot sauce. Wow, he (laughs) is (laughs) hardcore. That is pretty hardcore.
0: (laughs) We can see the nurse's face get red and her mouth work as she stares at him. She looks around for a second and sees everybody's watching what she's going to do. Even the black boys and the little nurse um, sneaking looking at her and the residents beginning to drift in from the staff meeting. They're watching. Her mouth clamps shut. She looks back at McMurphy and waits till the razor blade song is finished. Then she gets up and goes to the steel door where the controls are. And she flips a switch and the TV picture swirls back into the grey. Nothing is left on the screen but a little eye of light beading right down on McMurphy, sitting there. That eye don't faze him a bit. To tell the truth, he don't even let on, he knows the picture is turned off. He puts his cigarette between his teeth and pushes his cap forward in his red hair till he has a lean back to see um, out from under the brim and sits that way, with his hands crossed behind his head and his feet stuck out in the chair, smoking a cigarette sticking out from under his hat brim, watching the TV screen. The nurse stands there as long as she can. Then she comes to the door of the nurse's station and calls across to him that he'd better help the men with the housework. He ignores her. Mm. I said, Mr. McMurphy, that you are supposed to be working during these hours. Her voice has a tight whine like an electrical saw ripping through pine. Mr. McMurphy, I'm warning you... Everybody stopped what he's doing. She looks around then and takes a step out of the nurse's station towards McMurphy. You're committed, you realize. You are-you are under jurisdiction of me, uh, the staff. She's her, holding her upper fist, all those red-orange fingernails burning into her palms. Under jurisdiction and control? Harding shuts off the buffer and leaves it in the hall and goes, pulls him a chair up alongside McMurphy and sits down and lights him a cigarette too. Mr. Harding, (laughs) you return to your scheduled duties. Her voice sounds like it's hit a nail and this strikes me so funny, I almost laugh. (laughs) Mr. Harding! (laughs) Then Chesnick. (laughs) That is quite funny. That's quite funny. Then Cheswick goes and gets him a chair, and then Billy Bibbit goes, and then Scanlon, and then Fredrickson, and Seffelt, and then we all put down our mops and brooms and scouring rags, and we all go and pull up chairs. You men! Stop this! Stop! And we're all sitting there, lined up in front of that blanked out TV, watching the grey screen, just like we could see the baseball game, clear as day, and she's ranting and screaming behind us. If somebody have come in and took a look, men watching a blank TV, a 50-year-old woman hollering and squealing at the back of their heads about discipline and order and reclamations, they'd have thought the whole bunch were crazy as loons.
1: <laughs> Rebellion oh. begins. How the uh, tables turn. How the tables turn. Mm. But the TV still... Well, it's the principal.
0: It's the okay. principal. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It would be better if the TV was on.
0: It would be better if the TV yeah. was on, but, you know, it's showing that, you know...
1: They Who's really in
0: control here, Ratchet? Yeah, but, you know, it's uh, it's meant to be this big up moment. Yeah, the men got one over on Ratchet, but unfortunately I don't really like
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> I think if, if I was playing Ratchet, I'd be, you men. <laughs> you, you men. Why don't you just do as you're
0: told? You're, you're here under jurisdiction.
1: You are here under jurisdiction.
0: And it's just... Not very good, but I also think like it's it's not a lot to tip the balance for her. And the fact she's meant to be this all amazing power, it's like I sat in front of a blank TV screen.
1: (laughs) The thing is, what you do in that moment before everyone else joins him, you get the attendants to come and put him in some kind of solitary confinement. Yeah, you're like, I warned you, Mister Murphy. This does not fly. Yeah, to the
0: shock, I'm not saying. And even if, like, you
1: know, if she's going to have to report and say. He's like, they won't send me up there for sitting in a chair. That's not good enough. Put me in some kind of solitary confinement. Send him off to be raped. That's what you do with everyone else. I know. I'm sorry, babe. You're meant to be a bad bitch. Be a bad bitch. This is what I mean. Well, <laughs> this is the other
0: thing that some people are like, is she actually a villain? Because I mean, ah. cause obviously she kind of like, she very much toes the line of, yeah. um, well, for now she does, Um mm. of, you know, it's just what's correct and you know that's not fair on other patients mm. we don't have enough staff like there mm. is that's where she wins all the arguments and you're yeah some people are like is she actually a villain yeah um but yeah she's mm. just a, she's tactful
1: it's both of them kind of dancing around those blurred lines and it's also a comment on society and the mm. fact that
0: just society is wrong which mm. you know is true but i still don't think we should just be you know giving rapists free passes no call
1: me old fashioned (laughs) anyway guys run over a little bit so uh, we well you will hear us next week for part four four. yes of uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest if you like what you've heard check us out on socials if you really like what you've heard come and see what's going on on Patreon and uh, yes we're getting into spooky season so there might be some spooky things over there yeah Yeah. uh, you'll hear us it it feels weird to say see you next week because I don't see you I hope you don't see me. Anyway, you hear me next week. Bye. Bye. For fuck's sake. Bye.